0: This is a podcast by Well House Church, where we talk about what it's like to be a Christian Monday through Saturday, to live as a person of faith, and a culture against faith. What's going on, everybody?
1: Let's talk about it. Let's talk
0: about booze. Let's again.
1: talk about it. All
0: right. So the question is, for today, did, re- did Jesus drink alcohol?
1: It's a tough one. The answer... Mm-hmm. Is Real, you know, uh, <laughs> mm, yes, <laughs> <laughs>
0: absolutely, he did. Yeah, I think
1: by Jesus' own admission, yeah, he drinks alcohol,
0: um, and it, it's really funny. Um, and this isn't a a negative thing at all. It's just this is a a common conversation topic. Um, I had designed this post. Um, Oh, yeah, I remember this. I had designed this post, I don't know, a few months ago. Yeah. um, And it went out and it was asking what kind of beer do you think that Jesus would drink? Yeah. Um, And it just kind of gave a couple options. Yeah. Um, And this one individual commented um, saying that it was nonsense.
1: He said rubbish. (laughs) Yeah, he called it rubbish. I think he's from Europe somewhere.
0: Yeah. yeah, essentially saying this is nonsense Jesus wouldn't have drank. Yeah. Um and he like wrote a doctoral thesis on why. <laughs> on like, an Instagram post. On comment. an Instagram yeah. post. <laughs> um and so I just leaned over to Pastor Cullen over there yeah, and yeah. was like, Hey bro, um why why won't you go have this conversation with this guy? Yeah. Um and it was a very cordial conversation. They walked away. Recognizing, you know, respecting perspectives, yeah, agreeing
1: right? like, to disagree. Um, and it was clear, I think they're still up. So if you want to go look at them, you can go to our Instagram feed and find it. But it, it was clear that the methodology of how we were reading the Bible and what we thought about how to the, just the methodology and philosophy of, of deciding these questions yeah. was very different, yeah. Um, And that's where it stemmed from. Sure. And so as soon as that came out, I was like, look, it's clear that we're doing this different and that's fine. That dude was super chill about it. He sent me an email after the fact, like followed me personally. Like he's reached out a couple of times, just check in. Like, it's awesome. Very cool. Like it was, I didn't actually know any of that. yeah, Yeah, it was not, it was not what I think some people wanted to make it. Cause I got calm. Like I got people come to me in person, like dude what's going on? I'm like, no dude, like it, it was fine. Like we were just having, but I think people are so weirded out in this day and age about anyone disagreeing Oh yeah, that yeah. it's going to turn into this thing. And it's like, no dude, I don't got time for that. I ain't, mm. I ain't worried. If you don't think Jesus drank, cool. I yeah, mean,
0: like that's, that's your opinion.
1: Um, I, yeah. I mean, I don't in, think in that the, historically
0: it, it's correct. Yeah. So right. in the
1: most grace filled way, you could be wrong if you want to be But <laughs> yeah. like, But yeah, like it's not a big deal one way or the other.
0: Um, And if you choose not to drink for your own personal, like... Yeah, we're... Cool, good for you. We're
1: going to do an episode on that probably in the next couple weeks about people who choose to abstain from alcohol as Christians. Yeah, and that's okay. Because I do think it's a viable position. It's just not mine. No,
0: it's not mine either.
1: Now, interestingly enough, you have an element of abstinence that you incorporate into your you're actually doing it this week i am so if you've
0: listened to pints and perspectives for a while um you've seen me do this before Um, i take one week out of every quarter the first month or the the second week of the first month of every quarter um it fell a little bit different this this time around where i take an entire week and i don't drink alcohol um just to kind of check in with myself make sure I don't have any dependency issues all those sorts of things um and I actually had a friend um that was a little bit concerned that I pushed my dry week back one week um because I had some things going on yeah um that it just wasn't a good time for me to like take that dry week um I was supposed to do a whiskey tasting with a friend of mine um I was Contemplating going up to see our grandparents, and every time I go see them, like, they we like drink wine together. Yeah, they
1: lo- they love to drink their wine, um,
0: and so like, and it does
1: not come out of a box. It does not <laughs>
0: come out of a box. Like they buy good wine. Yeah, um, yeah.
1: You definitely, when you go see our grandparents, you definitely want to drink the wine they're offering because it's good quality. It's <laughs> always
0: good. Um, and, and they find good. That's yeah. Another that's conversation. another conversation. <laughs> but, buy your wine at Costco. Apparently. <laughs> Um and so I just pushed it back one week and this friend of mine was like hey is everything okay? Like why are why are you pushing
1: this? Oh, like he knew or she knew. Oh, she knew, yeah.
0: Um and I was like well couple things. One, this is not a spiritual thing. Yeah, I, yeah. This is just legitimately a thing that I do to check in with myself. Right. Um two, Even if it was a spiritual thing, don't ever forsake community for the discipline.
1: Yep, and you had things already planned that happened to fall. On dry week. Yep. Um, And so I was like, okay. I'll move it. I'll move it. And 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 interestingly enough, like when Clayton chooses to do dry week, he holds to it. Like we're going out Saturday night and he's on dry week. He is not drinking.
0: No, I'm DD.
1: Yeah. So all of that to say, no matter how this conversation shakes out, I want you to know that, like, we're not advocating you being a lush. No. <laughs> like, nobody <laughs> God, is no. saying that alcohol is something we should just be haphazard with or any of those kinds of things. It is very, something that we take very seriously. And Clayton even goes through these rituals about dependency. And I don't have that one. I have other ways that I know. Um, you know, I think I got it from maybe a movie. I'm trying to remember what movie I got it from, but.
0: Oh, don't um, don't drink to feel better. Drink to feel even better. Yeah, uh, that was um, uh, Sweet Home Alabama. With there you Reese, go. With, with Reese Witherspoon. There you go.
1: That's one of our that's our mom's like favorite movie of all time, yeah. or one of them. And so, like, I, I know that if if I'm doing it to mask a pain, okay, like something else is going you know, on. Almost. Need to go back to therapy. Like, got some crap that I needed to work out. For Lent, I gave up liquor because I just felt like I was at a place in life where liquor wasn't treating me well and like so i just drink beer like all like there are ways to do check your dependency issues Mm -hmm. and and make sure that you're not abusing alcohol
0: or substances in general right yeah yeah that's that's um, fair too yeah um whether it's alcohol or or if you're that's just another conversation yeah food just
1: simple food
0: um yeah and this is a totally different conversation that we're not going to get into on this podcast, but if you live not in a yet. state, yeah, not yet, not yet. but if you live in a state where marijuana is legal, you have your own opinions on that. You do your thing. Um, but you want to make sure that you're checking in with yourself every once in a while.
1: Yeah, for uh, sure. So with that, all the PSAs and like, once again, all the things we feel we need to say out of the way, Let's talk about some some Jesus texts about drinking alcohol. Let's do it. Interestingly, I think I've mentioned it before, but whenever I have this conversation, one of the things I always want to point people to is Acts chapter two, because at Pentecost when they start, they all start speaking in tongues, and the the bystanders around, <laughs> these fools <they're>, drunk. <laughs> yeah, they go. They're drunk. They're mad. Right. They are so drunk and Peter's hearing all this, and Peter stands up to preach his Pentecost sermon, like yeah. the creme de la creme, the one where he brings up Joel and women prophesying, and like yeah. the sermon of the century. Yeah, And he stands up and starts it. Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seat. We are not drunk because it's only nine in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> like, he could have easily said, we don't drink. Yeah, But he didn't. No. He said,
0: it's only nine, like <laughs> it's
1: nine in the morning. Who's drunk this early? Like, yeah. like that's his argument against the they're drunk comment. Yeah. He's like, bro, I hadn't even had breakfast yet. Like, <laughs> like, yo, okay. That like when I first saw that, I was like, yo, like, okay, I see you, Peter. Like, you could have said a whole lot other things.
0: Yeah, and Peter also seems like he'd be the type of person to say, like, beer ain't drinking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he does seem like the kind of person that would say yeah. something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Peter, what's in that glass? Water. Looks like wine. Oh, man, Jesus did it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So now, some texts about Jesus. I think... There are two texts that, you know, we talked about the wedding at Canaan before, which I think Jesus is a guest at this wedding. Yeah. And in the ancient world and honor shame culture, like you're really concerned about the way in which you're honoring your host. Sure. I dare say it's disrespectful for Jesus not to drink the wine. Mm, Um. So I do think when I read that text, especially since Mary comes to him is like dude they're going to run out of wine, like there's this whole shame thing around it. And then even down to the fact that the the wedding planner comes back to him and comes back to the groom is like dude, most people give out the crappy wine after everybody's drunk, but you saved it you saved the good wine for the end. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of cues there that are leading me to believe that like Jesus is participating in this event. Sure. I'm probably drinking wine. I can't prove that. The text doesn't say that. But I think it's there.
0: It seems like it's implied, for sure. Yeah, I would
1: think so. Now, once again, the reason I bring up the Acts 2 passage is because a similar thing happens with Jesus himself in Luke chapter 7. This is so interesting. So there are a lot of things going on here in Luke chapter 7. Jesus is doing miracles. There's some messengers coming from John the Baptist. A lot of things going on here. And these messengers come from John the Baptist, and they're, they're telling him some things. They're telling Jesus some things, and Jesus is talking, and they're talking, and, like, this whole thing. But then in verse 33, it says... For John the Baptist has come eating no bread and drinking no wine. And you say, he has a demon. Okay, quote. Somebody else is saying this. Verse 34. The son of man has come eating and drinking. And you say, look, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners,
0: Where would they get the idea that he was a drunkard if they had never seen him drink wine before? Well, and clearly
1: they've seen John the Baptist not drink wine yeah, because they say he doesn't. Mm -hmm. But then they've seen Jesus do it and they say, look, he does eat and he does drink wine and he is a glutton and he does hang out with sinners and he is a drunkard. Yeah. And yet Jesus doesn't. Like, he doesn't even try to refute them. Mm-mm. Like, it, it's not a thing for him.
0: Yeah. Well, one, they're just accusations. Right, uh, so that's the deal. Yeah. They're
1: just, they're accusations. But I don't think they're empty. No. Accusi- I think they've seen Jesus drink. Probably. It, it's unlikely to me. If you're truly trying to sabotage someone.
0: You have to tell a lie that has little bits of truth in it.
1: Exactly, like you—you you have to tell somebody something that could be fathomable. Yeah. For instance, if 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 you've if you've never drank anything, mm-hmm. right? And somebody says, "Hey, I caught Clayton in a party drinking beer." I'm like, "No way, dude!" Yeah. Get out of here with your nonsense,
0: Dude's never even had a drop of alcohol.
1: Yeah, not happening. Same way if. If you're like five foot two, 90 pounds soaking wet, and people are like, hey, I saw Clayton bullying a 300 pound man. Like, bro, probably not. Yeah. Clayton's not suicidal. Like, <laughs> it's not what's happening there. You, you don't, if you're really trying to sabotage someone, which is what the Pharisees are trying to do, sure. that Jesus' enemies are trying to do this you don't hurl completely empty accusations because then you're the boy who cried wolf and there's all these things like nobody believes you anymore. These are respectable people in their communities. like They don't want to lose that status. There's probably something in this that someone could believe, oh, wait, maybe Jesus is a drunkard. Mm. He's not. Right. But the accusation's not empty. They've seen him with a glass of wine in his hand. Sure. I mean, they just have had to. Then, and here's the big piece. I say this all the time, and I don't mean it the way it comes out. I realized it as I was editing back the other day. Uh, I say a lot of time, like, Jesus is a good Jew, or Paul is a good Jew, And I don't mean that as a pejorative as much as it comes out that way. like They're just good practicing Jewish men. Yeah. And so they do things that Jews do.
0: I don't think that that was coming off as pejorative.
1: Okay, I hope not. I didn't take it that way. I listened to it back and I was like, oh my gosh, I hope nobody's like... Because at the time, you wanted to be a good Jew. Yeah. Right? Like. Well, but now, now Jew itself has somewhat become a pejorative, right? You have people just say things where Jew is the butt end of the comment, yeah, right? And I don't mean it that way when I say it. It's just they're Jews. They're called Jews in the Bible. Jesus is a good Jew. Like, yeah. it's what's happening. And as Jesus is a good Jew, he participates in festivals. He participates and feasts. Yeah. These feasts have wine. Like, do not miss that. All of these feasts include wine. Yeah. And while we're on it, we got a little bit of extra time here. Let's talk about how wine is made. Let's talk about how anything fermented is made. Okay. okay? The way you ferment something is you have a liquid. If it's beer, it's water with grains that you've extracted the sugars and flavor from the grains into what is called wort. Mm-hmm. You then add yeast to it to eat the sugars, which is the fermentation process that is what? the chemical reaction that makes alcohol. Yeah, what
0: happens is the yeast will eat the the glucose molecule yep. molecules and essentially create alcohol from that well alcohol Um, is the byproduct
1: of the chemical reaction of the yeast consuming the the sugar right with wine it's grape juice but same thing instead of water and grain it's just grape juice that you pitch yeast in Mm. the yeast eats the sugar the byproduct is alcohol mead is water and honey yep which is the same thing you pitch the yeast the yeast eats the sugar and like anything fermented is this this is the process of making it it
0: any alcoholic beverage started there.
1: Yeah, that's true. Because even just the way they're not distilling back no, then. But yeah, but, that's true.
0: Well, there actually were methods of distillation back then. It just looked a little bit different. Really? Yeah, we'll have to talk that's about that. Yeah, we'll
1: have to talk about that. But so that is what the process of, of making an alcohol looks like. And by the way, in all of those, you also have to boil it. Mm-hmm. If you can do that, you can boil water. I'm sorry, like you can. So the whole thing about well, it's not it's not true alcohol, it's it the only way fermented. to get safe water, all this kind of stuff, not true. Yeah. They drink water in the New Testament, they drink water in the Old Testament. They know how to make this stuff. They know how to boil water, they know how to make water sanitary. And by the way, they call people drunkards. Yeah. They know it can make them drunk. And and let's just go all the way back to
0: Noah one more time. Dude made wine when he got off the boat. Lot? Lot, yeah. Mm-hmm. Gets
1: thrown drunk. Yep. I mean, go listen to our Closer Look podcast if you like. don't know From that story. Last week, yeah. I mean- there's so many places we can point to and go, it's just not good reading of your Bible. Yeah. So let's stop that. Yeah. Um, there, there are a couple things like I just want people to stop. I'm okay with a lot of perspectives, and I know we're supposed to respect all perspectives, and I try my best. There are two things I want people to stop. Just, Just stop this. Stop saying that the wine wasn't alcoholic or is the only way they could drink clean water. It's just not true. And stop saying Paul wrote Hebrews. He did not. Just stop it. This is ridiculous. He did not. Just stop it.
0: I'm not going to go there. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I don't believe that Paul wrote Hebrews, but I'm not going to put my stick in
1: that fire. (laughs) So those are my two little hills to die on, I guess. But So all of that to say, Jesus is a good Jew and they're drinking wine for the festivals and they know how to do this. They know how to get things other than wine. They, they are smart people. Actually, I found this out where Abram is living when he's called. Archaeologists are pretty sure they found it. And as they're excavating the city, it was like, it had running water. Mm. Like people lived in apartments like multiple story buildings all the way back in Abram. Like these are intelligent people in Genesis 11. They're building a flipping tower to try to get to God. Like these are smart people. They know how to boil water. All of this to say, when Jesus shows up and institutes the Lord's supper, they're sitting down having a Passover feast the reason the Lord's Supper is instituted with bread and wine is because they were elements common to the table for the Passover feast. Yeah. The Passover feast is not detailed out in the Bible. In extra-canonical Jewish sources, it is. Yeah, It's called a Seder meal. That's the Hebrew word, uh, a Seder meal. You can go look this up. You can pay Messianic Jews to come perform them at your church. We've done that before. It's super cool. It, like, there are a lot of parallels that they found leading them to believe in Jesus, all these kinds of things. You can do all of that. It is a good experience. Now, with all of that, in Matthew chapter 26, when Jesus is instituting this Lord's Supper out of the Passover meal, this is what he says. Jesus said, or the text says, Matthew 26, verse 26. While they were eating, Jesus took a loaf of bread, and after blessing it, he broke it, gave it to the disciples, and said, take, eat, this is my body. Then he took a cup. After giving thanks, he gave it to them, saying, drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Verse 29. I tell you, Jesus speaking, I will never... Again, drink of this fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it new with you in my father's kingdom.
0: Meaning he drank wine previously.
1: At least by that point, he had drank it at least once before.
0: Yeah. And he says that I won't drink again.
1: Again. That's the key word. If he'd have said, I tell you, I will never drink of this fruit until. Fine. yeah, That doesn't lead me. But the text says, I will never again. Yeah. That's the key word. Meaning at some point, he did. Yeah. Before that moment. Presumably, at the very least, right in that context where he's a good Jew, drinking and participating in the Passover. Yeah. Like, that's what I would think. The accusations earlier in Luke 7 let me know that People have seen him drinking before that. Mm-hmm. Him providing all that wine, 150 gallons of wine at, at the wedding at Cana. Like there are multiple markers throughout Jesus's ministry that lead me to believe, hey, Jesus probably drank wine. Yeah, his own admission right here. Yeah. Now, what do you do with that? You take it for what it is. Mm-hmm. You don't. You don't try to massage it or make the text mean something. It doesn't mean like that's where we get into poor hermeneutics because we're we're trying to manipulate the text to fit our worldview. Yeah. If you want to say that abstinence is fine or that that's the way to go, cool. But don't lie and say that Jesus, that Jesus didn't drink or Jesus prohibited alcohol or those kinds of things. Like that's where we make people. That's where we get people to go well, what else are you lying about? This doesn't make sense. We live in an information age where any question we want answered is at our fingertips. Yeah. Like, we've got to be better readers of our Bible if we're going to continue to have an impact in culture. Because that's the deal. Faith and culture, by and large, in America at least, I know we've got a lot of listeners in Europe and the Middle East and Asia, um, I don't know those cultures as well, but at least here in America, faith and culture seem to be in in combat almost. And so I think as if we're going to have any level of influence or input in culture, we've got to be better readers of our Bible. Absolutely. Because everybody knows that Christians go according to this book. But there are a lot of things that Christians have said that do not align with this book. When I read this text, like when I read these texts, when I read the New Testament, when I read the character of Jesus, I see no reason to think that he didn't drink wine. Paul. Yeah. 1 Corinthians 9. I become all things to all people.
0: Yeah, What? the author of Timothy, saying... Drink a little wine. Drink a little wine for your stomach. It's
1: good for your stomach.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: I I see no reason to think that these guys were abstaining. Yeah. If you think abstinence is the way to go, cool. That is a choice for you. Yeah, more power to you. Yeah. Don't say that it's required biblically. No. Because it's not. We are going to look at some other texts... Next week, we're going to look at um, those who want to abstain. Mm -hmm. Cool. There are places where you can do that. There are reasons that you should do that. We're going to look at those texts. And then in there, we're also going to look at some texts where it talks about drunkenness Mm -hmm. and the kind of idea around drunkenness that that's not the way to go. But when we bring that all together, the the point that I want to get to here and leading up to this is like, We've got to stop this whole thing that, like, because I have a worldview or I think this is how it should work, I'm going to manipulate the text to make it say what I want it to say. The text says what the text says. Now, what you do with it is another question. If you want to abstain, cool. Nothing wrong with it. Yep. Absolutely nothing wrong with it. But you also don't get to judge people who choose not to.
0: Yeah. And Um, just because you catch a friend of yours having a beer somewhere doesn't mean they're an alcoholic.
1: No, not Um, at all.
0: It means that they enjoy having a beer. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Catch me outside. How about that?
0: (laughs) Oh, God, Cullen, that's dead. That's long been dead. Somebody said that
1: to me the other day, and I was like, oh, wait, I forgot about that. She's actually a rapper. now. Wow. I'm never going to say that again now. Gosh, I hate social media. Gosh, I hate it. (laughs) Anyways, so all of this to say, wherever you're at on the conversation of drinking alcohol as a Christian and those kinds of things, that's fine. We've given you one side of it already. We'll give you the abstinence side next week. And today we've answered the question, did Jesus drink wine? Probably so. Probably so. I mean, his own admission, I will never again. Mm-hmm. That again is a pretty big word. Yeah. Um, and so for all my friends that are out there that are listening to this who are abstainers but are also inheritists, mm-hmm. you got to do something with this now. Yeah. And as we've said, don't go back to the whole, that's the only way to drink safe water.
0: Because that's
1: just not it's true. It's just not true. Like, stop that.
0: And if you want to abstain one more time, you want to abstain it is okay we're not judging you no um good for you for making that choice for
1: yourself well but that is a choice for yourself and we do still advocate that some people do abstain and they should if you are in recovery this is not a liberty you get to participate in no if it has been a problem for you in the past this is not a liberty this is a sacrifice you make Because of who Jesus is in your life.
0: Or if you feel like you have an addictive personality and you don't even want to like... Risk it. Good for you. Great. That is a choice that you've made for yourself. Exactly. Um, Just recognize that is a choice that you made for yourself.
1: And own it. Yeah. Stop trying to say the Bible calls us to abstinence. It does not. If you want to, there's nothing wrong with that. But just like we're talking about here with Jesus, Jesus most likely drank wine. Paul most likely drank wine. He tells Timothy to drink wine. The Old Testament and other places commission wine to be drank at the festivals. Like, Stop saying that the Bible requires abstinence because it does not.